Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hey everyone, it is good to be with you this week. This week is Thanksgiving, so we're going to break the mold a little bit. We're not going to dip back into the Gospel of John today, but instead we're going to talk about gratitude. And I know gratitude is probably a hard thing to talk about in the midst of 2020, uh, actually, we were all sitting around the table. Uh, my wife, kids, and I, we live in community. Uh, and so we live in a big house with a bunch of people. And our opportunity to sort of have a Thanksgiving all together was on Monday night. And we pulled up all the memes, the 2020 memes, you know, like the cheese grater slide, the swings that are. Uh, mounted up against a wall, like if 2020 were a slide or if 2020 were a, a swing set or a playground. And if 2020 were a car and it's this super janky car and, you know, we were laughing and I, I get it. 2020 has been hard. Um, but it just sort of makes me think of, and I've talked about this at Yakima Foursquare before, but um, when it when it comes to giving, but really I love the place that it takes us as far as gratitude goes. Uh, When we look at Genesis 28, 28, I believe it's the story of Jacob's ladder. Um, And Jacob was on the run. Uh, He was being pursued by his brother to the point that, you know, they knew uh, Esau wanted to kill him. Uh, Or at least that was, that was the thought. Esau was pretty mad. Um, so much so that Jacob's parents said, hey, Jacob, why don't you take off and go find yourself a wife? Um, go talk to this guy um, and he should be able to hook you up. So I know a lot of us are maybe in this place where you're like 2020 has been a gong show and it's kind of like your brother is out to kill you. Um, this year is out to kill you. And you're having a hard time, uh, you know, still trying to carry on with life, just like Jacob going out to find a wife, you know, life must go on. And he's in this moment of panic and he comes to this place. Again, this is all in Genesis 28. He comes to this place and he lays down on a rock. And the incredible thing that happens next is that as Jacob sleeps, this dream comes to him and the dream is of this ladder and the ladder goes from heaven to earth, earth to heaven and angels are ascending and descending on it, going up and down. And God speaks in that moment and says, Jacob, in so many words, he says, Jacob, I got you. I will keep you. And I see you like, I see where you're at and and I'm going to keep you. I got you. I will provide for you, Jacob. And he's so moved by this vision, by this dream that he wakes up and he says, because of God's provision, his guidance, and I know that God's going to do what he says he's going to do, I will from here on out give a tenth. And it's where we get this idea of tithing. And it comes from this extreme gratitude where Jacob was in this moment of panic in his life. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to find a wife, but my brother wants to kill me. Um, it w- it was this moment of 
of panic and probably frustration and confusion. Um, and, and God met him in that place and he turns the rock that he was sleeping on up and he pours oil on it and basically names the place, the house of the Lord. And so when it comes to gratitude, we have a lot to be thankful for. If you live in America um, and you have a roof over your head and you have enough food for beans and rice, um, you are blessed. Um, you have a lot more than what most of the world has. And we are wealthy compared to the rest of the world. And I know there are parts of America that are very impoverished as well. But most of us in America have a roof over our heads, have food in our fridge. I was just talking to some guys last night. Uh, we we ran ran down to a fast food restaurant and, and went through the drive-through. And we have a lot to be gr- grateful for when we can we can go down the street, drive through a restaurant, and we have enough money to hand them cash. They hand us food on a whim. What I, I think it was Jay Leno a long time ago. He, he said, hey, listen, we live in a country where we can walk into a grocery store that is filled with more food than most people will see their entire life. Their entire life. They will never see that much food. And that's the reality of it. But with that too, and that that plays into James. I think it's James that says, um, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Um, that God is a provider. And that comes from Genesis 1, that God set things up. I'm going to provide for you. So the provision in your life comes from God. It's a blessing from God. But to go one step further, to go one step further, Because of the fall of man, we were separated from God. We were in this state where we were living out of uh, what we we want to do rather than what God created us to do. I was just reading the other day about um, in Genesis 6 where it says that, man, the world was filled with the wickedness of man and God, like it broke his heart and he regretted He regretted making man because seeing us just live in this destructive manner, it breaks his heart. It's not what he wants for us. So what does he do here in Ephesians 2? I love this. You guys know I love this. Uh, Here in Ephesians 2, it says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Again, that's Ephesians 2. I started in verse 4, but uh, man, if you're going to jump in there, read read it all. It's so good. Ephesians 2 is amazing. Um, the whole letter is amazing, but Ephesians 2 is pretty remarkable. So anyway, all that to say, we have been, even though we were dead in our trespasses, we were living in wickedness, 
God intervenes and and he sends his son to die on the cross so that we can be reconciled with him. We can be reconciled with him and live true life. And what is that true life? It's receiving love from God, giving love to God and praise to God. And and we get the opportunity to be shaped by God into his image, into his his glory. We get to bear his glory and bear his image. And not just that, like before this, man, before that in Ephesians 1, uh, this just made me think of it. We have people in our life God has crafted this community called the church, and we have people in our life. Um, man, if you don't have community and and you're listening to this, there are these places called churches, and it's less about the building and it's more about the people inside. These people that God has led together to be together, to form together, um, that that we would struggle together forward in the kingdom of God. And we get a little taste of this. Uh, Paul is talking about this in Ephesians uh, 1.15, just right before the text that I just read. It says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. I. So we've talked about God's provision, just as far as providing for us um, the stuff in life. We've talked about how God has made a way for us to be healed, renewed, redeemed by his work, by Jesus's work on the cross, that we can come and we can be together with God. But he is also, what Paul is pointing out here is he has drawn his people, his church together, drawn all people um, by the cross together, um, that all can be reconciled. But um, this group of people comes together and it's the church. And if you're in a place this this holiday season where you're feeling like, man, I don't have community, I'm alone. Jesus, what? Like, why am I so alone? There are places called churches where people come together because they all love Jesus and they know the importance of community. You can go down there <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday, and usually Sundays are just the gateway to this community, like it's the main gathering point, but there should be other um, ways for you to connect with these people who love Jesus and who are tasked with loving the people around 
them. And, and it's a great place to find community. And so God has provided on, on a stuff level, right? Like he, he, he gave us this earth to work, that we would have food, that we could have shelter. And again, for those of us in America, we are blessed. Let's be grateful this season. And let's even think about as we head into the Christmas season, how we can give to help in God's provision for those who have less. Um, but, but we, if you have a roof over your head and food in your fridge, you are blessed. And that's a gift from God. That's a gift from God. God has also provided for your spiritual health and spiritual wellness because it's just who he is. So let's take on a posture of thanksgiving and gratitude and worship to God um, this season. And also, man, don't be alone this holiday season. Um, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, there are there is a community and it's called the church. And we love you. <laughs> we love you and we want to hang out with you. Um, and we don't want you to be alone during Christmas um, or Thanksgiving. I, I know I know Thanksgiving is tomorrow, um, but Christmas or Thanksgiving, man, there are places called churches um, that are about the people, not the building, who love you because they have been loved by God and and are compelled to to live out that love and love the people around them. Um, so get connected, please. If you live in Yakima, come on down to Yakima Foursquare Church. Um, we'd love to get you connected with community. Um, but if anywhere else, like that's that's the purpose of the church, that we would be able to um, love God, worship God together, learn about God together, um, learn what our spiritual giftings are, and just live out this crazy wildlife um, out of a posture of gratitude in love living what true life really is. Hey, hopefully this is a blessing. Let's all recenter on a place of gratitude in the midst of this wild year. Hey, I love you guys. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, don't eat too much. Uh, and if you do, food come on the couch. That's a good place to be. Hey, I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to it.